Astro Pilata and I am an engineer by day and belly dancer by night. Recently I was named as one of the top young engineers in the UK, which was not something that I could have ever imagined when I was younger because, well, engineers normally look nothing like me. So in this series, I will interview some badass engineers who smash through those stereotypes. In this episode, my guest is the Vice President of RS Grassroots Education, Isabella Mascareñas, and also the founder of the Washing Machine Project, Navjot Soni. Hello, friends. Welcome to the final episode of Badass Engineers. Woo! I'm so excited today to have two amazing guests. I've got Isabella Mascareñas, who is the VP of RS Grassroots Education and the person who made Badass Engineer possible. And I've also got Naf Sony, who is the founder of the Washing Machine Project. Would you guys like to introduce yourselves? Sure. Yeah. Thanks, sure. Thanks, thanks. I've been so excited for this. I've been looking forward to it all week. So thank you so much for uh, inviting me along. Uh, Honestly, pleasure is all mine. Thank you. Uh, amazing. Yeah, so my name is Nav. Uh, it means new in Punjabi, and I'm the, the founder of the Washing Machine Project. Yay! Do you want to say a bit more about what the Washing Machine Project does? Yeah, sure. So uh, the Washing Machine Project uh, uh, make manual washing machines that save time, water, and effort for people who hand wash clothes uh, around the world. So wow. we're really lucky here in the UK uh, to have electric washing machines. Mm. Unfortunately, um, uh, billions of people around the world don't have access to electric washing machines and get on their hands and knees uh, in lakes, rivers and streams, uh, in buckets, using cold water, causing back pain, joint pain and skin irritation uh, for hours and hours mm. uh, on end. And it's a problem that primarily affects uh, women. Mm. And, and so, we're trying to come up with a solution to, to specifically target this this problem and uh, empower women and give them greater agency over their lives. So you're really using engineering to empower refugee women, which is incredible. And Isabella, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. So I'm Isabella. Everybody just calls me Is. Um, and yeah, I'm I head up our um, grassroots education um, at the Electro Components Group. Uh, what does that mean? So um, we called it grassroots because in my opinion, I think we need to start a bit more of a movement around people that um, can empower young engineers, particularly student engineers, to give them a voice, to give them opportunities, to help them to be the most rounded engineer that they can be. Um, and so our programme kind of encompasses everything from tech skills to employability skills to competitions to volunteering opportunities um yeah and you'll hear a little bit more later about why some of that stuff's so important and it's doing such amazing work like i i just i really see myself reflected in that kind of engineering when i see mm. that thank you so much for doing that and you've also got a super exciting partnership with the uh, washing machine project so electro components does right yeah we do yeah uh, what so happened? I'm delighted about that. Um, so I, uh, so Nav and I have both been involved with um, the the rather awesome organisation Engineers Without Borders, 
Um, I, lo I love them. Yeah, they're brilliant, right? <laughs> so, um, about three and a bit years ago, um, they run a competition called the Engineering for People Design Challenge, mm. uh, which is all about encouraging students um, in universities to create technical solutions to social and environmental issues in developing countries. Um, so Nav and I actually met because we were judges together on that panel three and a half years ago. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, and we had a little mm. chat day and uh, he told me about some of the stuff that he was doing with cook stoves at the time yeah uh, I just remember thinking what a guy and what a mission um and then yeah I invited him last year to come and be a speaker at reflect um which you were also part of last year show also I saw that speech my god I was floored that was incredible Nav there you go yeah <laughs> um, that speech at reflect was what yeah, I rang Nav afterwards. I was like, ooh, how can we do more with you? And I'll, t I'll hand over to Nav to tell you the rest of the story. Yeah, and uh, Reflect was an amazing event, by the way. It's so good. Wasn't I'm really it? looking forward to this one this year's as well. It's going to be yeah. really, really amazing. Um, so, yeah, I received the, the call from Is saying, you know, uh, how else can we support? And we have this really ambitious mission over the next, you know, three years to develop and deploy thousands of washing machines all around the world and mm. we believe in the power of partnerships to make that happen so you know ethically reminded uh, globally responsible organizations that really help the people and planet and uh, electric components is such a uh, uh, good fit for the organization in its <laughs> Uh, uh, ESG goals and yeah it just it's been a, a year in the making um, mm. lots of work behind the scenes and yeah we're really excited uh, to, to now launch it um, we we launched it last month and we've had 140 million people view uh, uh, the press release in in different countries around the world, La Republica wow. the BBC um and but uh, more importantly we're we're here to 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 make impact you know positively impacting 100,000 people uh, majority of women around the world saving million liters of water and um distributing seven and a half thousand washing machines so wow. this has all, all been made possible with with a charity called the twmp foundation as well so yeah wow, it's a really I can't great even begin wow I, I I have to say thank you to all of the colleagues at Electro Components as well because um, so many of them have totally bought into the mission and it wouldn't have been possible as with so many things right it's never one person it's a whole team of yeah. people yeah. Um, yeah yeah it's really big nice shout outs we love yeah. you <laughs> okay so today we've got loads of questions in this bag and we're gonna try to answer as many as we can in twenty minutes how do you feel about that. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. <laughs> Boop noodles. <laughs> do you want to give some context there, Trope, or no? Yeah, sure. So um, yeah. we were having a chat, and I don't know why there was a snake emoji, but there was a snake emoji. And I call snakes snack because of that video that I saw on YouTube. And like it calls different, di different snakes different names, and one of them is a boop noodle. There yeah. we go. Just <laughs> like, explain it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it 
Yeah. Um, so if you haven't had the chance to send us your questions, I'm watching the comments. So feel free to ask us questions uh, live and we'll answer them during the episode as well. So are you ready for the first one? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. There's background music as well. I know. I mean, I'm a professional. What can I say? <laughs> I keep saying, I don't know why. And if anyone watching can figure out a way of doing this, why has Teams not invented hold music for that really awkward moment when you're sharing your screen and, and you're like, oh, can you see my screen yet? I'm just finding yeah. hold music. I remember you telling me about that yesterday. <laughs> I was like, this is genius. Like, somebody needs to jump on this now. There you go. Yeah. And, and it'll probably be an engineer, right? Right, yeah. right. And then we can use it for our badass engineers as well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay, so this question is for both of you. And it says, how can we make leadership more inclusive? That's a really good question. Mm. Mm. I, I I can start this one and I'd love mm. to uh, is is the point of view because, I mean, She's in a large corporation in the in in an area of leadership. So, um, right. I, <laughs> I I think I think it's really like um, uh, we've all been in corporations that, that we look up to our leaders, right? And yeah. we need to lead by example uh, wherever uh, we are in the world. And, and I think organisations are really really uh, crucial for that because. You know, whatever the leaders are doing, it, it comes from the, the top down, uh, and it is ingrained in, into the kind of DNA of the, the organization. Uh, and I think that's about communication. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's about uh, taking responsibility and ownership, and being accessible and approachable. Um, mm. And and you'll find that uh, if that those are the the, those things take place. You, 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 you have a kind of nurturing uh, organization that that leads with kindness and love. And a lot of the Gen Z that are coming up uh, uh, are looking for these things. You know, yes. they're looking. Yes. They want. They're really fired up. And this is this is understanding the Gen Z community is going to be so powerful. Oh, I mean, uh, also when you understand, please can you teach me? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I think a lot of the time when people use the term leadership, they don't think of of people who who can empathize, who can be emotional, who can can teach, and maybe sometimes like a really outdated view of leadership. And it would be beautiful to see that change and become more norm. Do you? What do you think, Isabella? Yeah, I, I mean, I totally agree with everything that's been said. And um, being quite an ardent youth champion myself, yeah, I spend a lot of time with young people and hearing what their views of leadership are and their expectations moving forward. It's, it's mm. so different to what we've got now. And mm. I, I think that there's something around challenging um, our perceptions of what a leader should be. Mm. Um, mm. And by that, I mean, um, you know, people are totally different, right? And one man's um, hero is another man's villain. And, yeah. and then you need to have different types of characters that different characters can look up to and respect and resonate with. Um, and I think behaviours as well that, that leaders show. So 
you know, not everybody is an out and out um, extrovert who's charismatic and bolshy and, you know, blows their own trumpet. And we're not all like that. And that's okay too, because there's people that will be like that, that will be seeing you and thinking, well, hang on a minute, I don't need to have those characteristics to get to the top. Um, and the other thing that I think is really important is um, vulnerability. Mm. 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 Human and knowing that it's okay to say, I don't know. And if you don't know, then that's when you surround yourself with people who do know and you listen to them and you rely on them and you champion when they do something brilliant. Um, it's not all, yeah, it's not all about the me, me. It's about the people you surround yourself with and the oh, behavior yeah. that you demonstrate, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree. And I love that bit about vulnerability as well. We've got mm. some comments um, and some people are really applauding the idea of the team's um, interlude. <laughs> <laughs> it might come, it might become a thing. Watch when and it comes out next week as an update. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you can claim royalties, probably is. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Just, um, I'll just champion the person that came up with the, the actual <laughs> And um, we've got a comment from Lizzie Whittle, and it says, as a female designer who's recently graduating, which is going to be this July, what advice would you give for getting into such a competitive industry that can also sometimes be daunting? It mm. can be daunting. Even for me, it can be daunting. And I've been in that industry for a little bit now. Mm -hmm. Such a really valid question. I think, yeah. is, please go ahead and love to hear your thoughts, Shruk, as well. Well, yeah, I mean, as you've worked a lot with young people and you, you train young people to get into this industry, right? So what kind of um, advice would you give? Um, to getting into such a competitive industry. So I think um, there are lots of things that you can do to make yourself stand out from the crowd because um, I think, you know, the other thing is obviously you've got so such huge cohorts of engineers graduating every year. Um and, and actually, I, I'm going to end up standing like a stuck record through this because um, volunteering is, is a huge way of making mm. yourself stand out. Mm. Um, it shows a level of ambition and drive and wishing to expand your, your network and your opportunities. And I think that's really attractive to a lot of employers. Mm. Uh, I remember seeing a statistic actually on, uh, from LinkedIn a couple of years ago that was saying that one in three employers in the UK actually look at whether a young person or a fresh graduate has done volunteering. Really? I have no idea. Way, yeah, yeah, as another way of seeing what sort of character you're recruiting, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's huge. Um, the power of network is massive. Honestly, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, it, I, this is going to come out wrong, but just put yourself in as many places as possible. <laughs> um, say yes to everything when you're entering the workplace and you need to create your own um, importance, I think. Um, you have to have to just say yes to everything, right? And as you go through those experiences, you will learn the things that you want to drop out. Um, mm, I'm glad you said that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's, um, I don't know if anyone's ever seen it, but there's this really interesting diagram that I saw once that's, that's called the, the diamond of burnout. Okay. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I might be familiar with that. <laughs> so when you're starting your career, right, and you're in the middle of the diamond and you're in that broadest piece, that's where you say yes to everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And as you move through your career and you move up the ladder and you get all these new opportunities and whatever, 
that's when you start to, to go into the tapered um, corners of, of the diamond. And that's when you start to drop the opportunities that, right. that don't resonate with you. But in the process, you'll find the things that really matter to you. And passion yeah. is such a huge um, thing to demonstrate that makes it really exciting when someone can see your passion for something. Um, so yeah, there's my very long-winded answer. I think, um, no, yeah. It's, it's network, not this perfect. Networking, volunteering, and just go for all the opportunities you can. I love it. And I love the bit about balancing it out later on as well. Mm. And Nav, you've been part of this industry for a long time as well. What kind of advice do you think would have helped you when you were a graduate? Yeah, so is it Lizzie that asked the question? Yes. So I would recommend Lizzie finding a mentor right now. Yes. Uh, someone that will, um, that uh, that Lizzie can rely on and, 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 and can help Lizzie uh, navigate this this industry you know uh and just talk to once a week 15 minutes half an hour just mm -hmm. to talk about applications the industry how it works and things like that that is so powerful so, um so really right yeah, and uh, i'd love i'd love if someone reaches out to lizzie right now to offer their support because that's the power of the network and Lizzie, if you don't get anyone, just let me know and I'm sure we can connect you with someone. Oh, um, um, that being said, uh, is uh, volunteering so powerful? The washing machine project would not have been in this position uh, whether uh, if it wasn't for volunteering. We've relied on uh, over 150 volunteers from you know all around the world. 5,000 hours. 150 volunteers, wow. Yeah, 5,000 hours of pro bono support. And you know, they, they've gone on to to do some amazing things all around the world. Uh, some great organizations in the UN or Oxfam, or, you know, these are engineers that are humanitarian minded that wanna enter in that, uh, into that industry and, and they use the Washing Machine Project as a uh, stepping stone. So uh, I would say find a mentor and, you know, I would, I would really second that kind of volunteering, um, um, uh, initiative also don't worry because um there's millions of students mm. going uh, through exactly what lizzie's going through yeah. i graduated eight or nine years ago and i applied for uh, 750 jobs uh, um, got 11 interviews and two job offers one of them being dyson uh, and and so this is a really tough time right now to yeah. so use this time uh, to skill up, uh, take a course, uh, you know, learn uh, and and take your time because it's OK. It's it's fine. Time, time is, uh, there's a, you know, the world is going through a pandemic and, you know, uh, it's everyone's a bit more forgiving right now. Hello, Kush. <laughs> Hello, Kush. How are you? I'm a future female engineer. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's amazing advice. Liz says thank you so much, Nav. I will definitely reach out. Thank you, Liz. Oh, look at that. So I think A, Lizzie just found a mentor and also the oh. gorgeous Wayne in my team. Um, I can't champion how great my team are. Um, he's just such a lovely, lovely guy, and he's a really experienced learning and development professional, Lizzie. So if we can help you in any way, let us know. 
Oh, this is so beautiful. I love watching this sort of unfold. Thank you, Wayne. Thank you, Lizzie. I want to hear updates, please. And thank you. I can't believe we're at this time, but I'm going to take more questions, guys. And I'm going to make this a bit of a longer episode. Are you okay with that? Yeah, that's oh. fine. Before you're doing that, Wayne, you're on holiday. Enjoy your holiday. Go holiday, man. <laughs> I've actually got to wash my hair after this. So I got to, I got to. I'm joking. I'm joking. Wait, you've got to wash it. Okay, because you know, like people say, I've got to wash my hair, and like it's a thing that's a joke. But for me, that's a whole day off something, okay. you know? <laughs> you know what? I had this same conversation with, um, with someone at work because I said that. I was like, oh, I'm washing, I'm washing the kids' hair on the weekend. Um, and they were like, what? That's like the whole weekend in. And I was like, have you seen my children? So my husband's Jamaican. Um, so the Jamaican Indian mix, both of my kids have got enormous mops of ringlets and they're absolutely <laughs> but it literally is an entire weekend's activity. It literally is. Like, and like, yeah, you know, I'm not going to do that every week. Yeah. Big and Nav. I was just saying it has two kids. So it's like one kid each each day of the weekend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um. Yeah. I wash my hair like once a month, and a lot of people with this type of hair do. Uh, so yeah, it, it's normal. <laughs> it doesn't get greasy. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna take another question out of the bag. Are you ready? Okay. Ooh, this is exciting. Okay. What does it say? <clears throat> okay. This question is for both of you again, and it says. I would love to know if either of you had role models when you were growing up. Would you like to start now? I would love to. Um, so I think um, for me, the standout role model growing up was my mom. Um, yes, we love uh, people who talk about their moms. <laughs> yeah, and for me, it's a really very personal story. and. Um, so yeah, my mum grew up in in in, in poverty. Uh, the oldest of her, her siblings, seven siblings, and she started work at the age of twelve. Um, what? Uh, uh, tutoring, and she's oh. seventy now, and she still works. Um, wow! Uh, she uh, she came to uh, her, her brother. Uh, uh, died unfortunately of cancer mm. at the age of sixteen. So she was paying for. Her, his treatment. She came to the UK with five pounds in her pocket, wow. um, and her husband died. Uh, my dad died when I was eight years old. Mm -hmm. So this is such a badass lady who <laughs> yes, has, she is. Uh, who has instilled so many positive, um, uh, uh, you know, so many positive. Uh, uh, feelings and you know initiatives and just um outlooks on life you know hard work yeah. uh, uh you know looking after your family women empowerment i've seen firsthand how powerful women can be I, i've grown uh, up with two sisters and i'm the youngest uh so you know my mom has been amazing you know she's gone through so much hardship she still still works hard and she's my number one supporter and she always will so my mom wow, is my role model. What's her name? Yeah, and I've um, Mohini, but you can call Mahini. her auntie. We yeah. call Mohini. We love you, Auntie Mohini. And I've I've given her so much trouble over the years, and she's. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with us, Nav. That's that was really powerful. Thank you. Yeah. Have you have you had role models growing up? It's yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, much like Nav, obviously my mum and dad. Um, both really really interesting stories there. But um, actually, I've, I've so I, I seem to have a soft spot for either end of the generation scale. Um, absolutely love the younger generation but oh the oldies oh um so for me my grandfather's sister um was a lady well i was gonna i was gonna say it's a lady called auntie judy um she was just called judy um (laughs) uh, (laughs) but she was one of the most phenomenal women i've ever met and one of the kindest souls i've ever come across um she had a really important status actually so she um, was the vice mayor of the state of Mangalore in India. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so my all of my grandfather's sisters were nuns, with the exception of Auntie Judy. Um, but she absolutely lived to those values. So she basically set up a home for um, women who were victims of domestic violence wow. out of her own pocket and in her own home. Um, absolutely beautiful and um, I used to I mean I have memories of when I was little I used to I go to India really regularly um, and whenever we went to Mangalore we stayed with Auntie Judy and um, one year I noticed when I was around about 16 that there wasn't a single mirror in the house and I asked her about it and she her response was um, why would I want to spend time looking at myself when there are so many other people in the world that need help that I should be looking to? Oh, oh my God. And that really, really, really resonated with me and stuck in my head um, and informed so much of what I do and how I behave now. Um, wow. she's, she was just amazing. That so, yeah. is the most selfless thing. Wow. And she said to me once that she, um, she would much rather be the ninja in the background just getting stuff done um, and letting other people have the limelight. And I think that's so important. I really love that sentiment. That's really, really kind. I Which love is partly why, when you were bullying me to be on this, Shrook, <laughs> I was like, no, this is about you. <laughs> no. So, like, I think they're both valid. I think it's completely valid to be the person who does the good stuff and, you know, stay in the background. But it's also fine if you want to shout about the cool stuff you do too and I know you don't want to shout about it but I want you to because you're doing such amazing stuff both of you and I want the whole world to know right so actually badass engineers has raised a lot of money for charity this this uh this season (laughs) so we have raised 1,350 pounds to charity and it was uh, part to the IT, part to the AFB, Association for Black and Ethnic Minority Engineers and also Shrokanata Trust or SEAT um, and uh, SEAT this year has uh, provided food and shelter to 19 LGBT plus refugees uh, who are suffering from the COVID crisis. Uh, also helped furnish an LGBT plus organization's office in the North African region. Uh, and we've also produced this show um, actually in conjunction with Badass Engineers called El Kenaba. And it's 100% in Arabic by LGBT Arabs for LGBT Arabs, which is very rare to have positive stuff mm. at the 
out people like us in our own language. And we've had over 27,000 views. So thank you to everybody who's participated. Yes, badass you. engineers, you did this. That's so cool. My partner is Jordanian Arabic, so. Oh, really? Sorry. Oh, I love Jordanian accents. It's beautiful. Yeah, I'm Egyptian. Is. Mine is not as beautiful. <laughs> it, is, it is. Oh, we've got some really nice comments. We've got people saying, wow, that's fantastic. And shout, we want to hear huge congrats for the fundraising. And that's amazing. Well done. Thank you, friends. And thank you, both of you, for being the baddest ass. I know we have already gone over the time, but how about one final question just to wrap it up? Sure. Yeah? Sounds okay, good. this yeah. is going to be so hard to edit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I could be here all day, honestly. Okay, so this question is from uh, for Isabella and it says, how did you become a VP at one of the biggest electronics companies? Oh, um, also, can you right. teach me? Because, you know, I want to be VP too one day. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you can totally do that. You can absolutely do that. Um, so I, I, I'm going to bring it back to the networking point again um, and the saying yes to opportunities. So um, I volunteered again to be part of a judging panel for a competition. Um, and I met a couple of people uh, that work at RS and Electros, uh, one of them quite influential. Um, and just had a whole conversation about what I do, um, the passion that I have for developing young people. Um, and yeah, didn't really think much of it. And then um, a really interesting opportunity came off the back of that. And off of a voluntary I, opportunity? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I was invited to be part of this judging panel. Um, it was totally in keeping with what I do as a profession, but um, it was it was going to be quite time consuming and all the rest of it. And so I thought about it and I was like, yeah, no, hello, it's young engineers. I totally want to see what that's all about. Uh, and yeah, that, that's that's basically how it came about. So you know, even as um, as my husband says in his little Jamaicanisms, even as a big woman, uh, I would advise you to to um, to still keep your networking opportunities open because you just never know what will come off the back of them. Yeah, that is so important. Thank you for sharing that with us, and thank you both for being here. You're both a force of nature, and the Washing Machine Project is doing some incredible work. Please, guys, check it out, and of course, check out um, RS uh, Grassroots Education's work as well. They do a lot of other cool engineering stuff too, not just me. Um, but yeah, uh, if you want to enter a prize draw, we are giving away some merch and some RS components, um, PCB necklaces, and a toolbox too. All you have to do is tag an engineer who inspires you in the comments, and then you'll automatically be in the draw. Thank you, everybody. And I hope I will see you maybe another season. Yes. Thank you so much, Drake. Thank you. Great to be with you both. Have a lovely evening, everyone. Thank you. Bye. -bye.